Did he really? Yeah. I yeah, he teamed with Hippie Mike Boyette. Okay. And I just watched uh, footage of him from the, the Olympic Auditorium wrestling Ox Baker. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just one of those so many times I've run into people like him and Moose Cholak that I had every opportunity to talk to them, but I didn't know who they were, so I didn't have a list of questions. Probably the best. What? Let's start the show. For those who do not know, the biggest wrestling spectacular, names from all over the country, former champions, I've never seen anything like it, Eddie Graham, Florida Promotion, Vern Gagne, Superstar Billy Graham, Road Warriors, Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Bill Watts, Jerry Jarrett. Dory Funk, Harley Race, uh, Nick Bockwinkle. This is Cigars in Conversation with Derek St. Holmes, Esquire. Hello and welcome to Cigars in Conversations brought to you by our friends at Astro Radio Z and iTunes or Apple Music. I still haven't figured it out. I am your co-host, Jay Gilkane. I'm sitting here with a true raconteur in the world of professional wrestling. This man has shared the ring with a who's who of talent that ranges from the urban assault team to the N-words. Huh. A wrestler, manager, commentator, and a trainer who's contributed essays to wrestling publications and who uses an officially licensed Jack LaLanne gym bag. With 20 years of experience, he's a true renaissance man with unlimited knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, I am speaking of the incomparable, the one, the only, Derek St. Holmes Esquire. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm feeling great. Feeling great to be back. That's good. So, Jack LaLanne bag, where'd you get that? Uh, JackLaLanne.com. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, no, no plug. this is all... are not a sponsor. Oh, no. Go ahead. Buy some stuff. Um, or don't. This is all related to the, I told you, the Greg Valentine yes. signing the Jack LaLanne DVD. This is the website that I found that at. Okay. And I went back to check because uh, my Jack LaLanne reusable grocery bags are becoming rather threadbare. So I wanted to try and repurchase those. Those Twinkie boxes have sharp edges. No, but I do. Uh, they're good because you can fit two gallons of milk in one. Nice. So you're getting the workout too. Well, yeah. One trip, baby. How much That's do you a, think a gallon of milk weighs? Uh, a little bit over eight and a half pounds. Nice. Because a gallon of water weighs 8.3. Does it? Milk is You're thicker. That's why it weighs Yeah, more. it's thicker and there's more solids. I only know Gallon Man. Do you know who Gallon Man is? No. Gallon Man looks like a robot and it's broken down. So Gallon Man is a gallon, but then like his arms and legs, all his appendages like break down into other things like... His fingers break down into um, eight pints each, like fingers and toes, and his fingers or, are in pints. Or yeah, and like his arms are liters. I I'm not looking at it right now. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, when you put them together, he makes a gallon. They call him Gallon Man. That's why I teach nice. my students. Okay. I'm off the clock, so I'm not. Really it's fine. A gallon of water weighs eight point three pounds. Okay. Uh, in the Grappler's book, which I recently reread, he talks about a period of time where they could not use steel chairs in the Portland Territory. Okay. Uh, through stuff with the commission. We can do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Uh, but they came up with this angle where they got somebody and hogtied him and like stretched his arms and legs out and then went into a grocery bag and started breaking gallons of milk on his midsection. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 
And then they poured a bunch of cereal on him at the end. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. And that's how they got heat. But, oh, my God. That, that would end, be crazy. That's so painful. <laughs> and, like, not even scored or anything. Just busted. Yeah, just, just boom. Christ. So yeah, that's that would be effective. That would be effective. I'd love to see people do that angle and the uh, metal coat hanger twisted around the neck from Gary Hart. Yeah. I'd love to see it, but, you know. Not going to happen. This is why I don't book. Hey, so lots of stuff since we've been back. and So we've had a chance to hang out. Uh, we were at uh, a wrestling show together. That was fun. Oh, yes. We had a good time at that, standing in the back. There were there was some wrestling there. Yes. No, and it, it, I think we had a good time. Uh, it was fun to see a lot of the guys and talk to people, um, you know, and always uh, nice to see you. Thanks, thanks. So that's always good. Uh, you and I got together. We di- went to the um, fundraiser for the Crusher statue. Yes. Uh, which if people that don't know that they're trying to uh, make a memorial or a statue for the Crusher here in Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin. They've got to be close. They were at like 33. They've got to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be getting really, really close. Yeah. And they actually have an event coming up in a few weeks or a month or so. What was that April 6th, I think? I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know the exact date. Who knows when this will get Brunzel, yeah. Rashki. Uh, Everybody's still alive. Sadbuster, except for Ganya. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, and they're going to talk and about Colonel the Blatnik. Yes, which I love. There you go. Pretty cool. I love the fact that he's up there. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, just telling stories about the Crusher. But so we. He's going to uh, have one story. <laughs> yes, from the one time he wrestled him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we heard that at the bar that night when he shouted it out. Of course. And that was that. So. There you go. Hey, but still pay your ticket and go yes. to the show. It'll be a good time. Uh, you were trying to get the Crusher's tights. Yeah, they had a set of trunks that were for sale. How, how uh, much well, did the, they go for? Do you know? Uh, 90. Who got them? I, the, the guy that paid 90 bucks. Okay. But I was happy just to get them and see that, yes, they were K&H's. They, do, they look like they might be small for me. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see the next pair that comes up. So... We had a. Uh, I mean, had that weird light purple pair. Like, I, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind cool. that. Yeah. yeah, very, very cool. I remember those. These as were well. blue, though. Yes. Which was in that one video. Like, right. the one he was wearing blue, so it could right. have been the same. Um, we had. It was funny. While we were there, we were talking to some people, and I, I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was great because it tied into so much that we've talked about in the past. And I told you how it opened up my eyes. Uh, we were talking about uh, the women's Royal Rumble match with yes. some guy, nice guy, yeah, right, nice, yeah. nice, very nice guy. Um, but he was uh, very uh, rah rah about like, yeah, it's great that they're doing it for the ladies, and look at the respect that they're giving the women. And then I said to Derek, I go, you know what? It reminds me of Derek. It reminds me of our episode talking about um, race and you know, and wrestling and trailblazers, and you know, we're was wrestling trying to were promoters trying to uh forge this new path with social justice and things like that back in the day and they weren't they were just trying to exploit what was hot at the time just and so make money. i explained that to derek and this guy who got extremely sad i felt when i basically said listen um they're just exploiting the women yeah and cuz they were one of the things as they talked about I, I mentioned that on, on social media. I saw a lot of people complaining why certain women weren't in the Rumble because they're great wrestlers and they should be in there. Why do they keep having all these uh, old ladies from the Attitude Era and not old, but, right, you right, know, right. but like these past performers from the Attitude Era? Why do they have them in there? And I, for one thing, I think because they wanted them all to be a part of the inaugural event. Right. But it wasn't about who were the best current wrestlers. 
it's about exploiting the situation and being like, you know, yes, women, everyone's yeah. like the Me Too hey, movement hey, and everything. This will get some pub. Let's do this. But they're going to call the people that they know and they're familiar with. Right. Because from what I understand, and I don't know a lot about it, but a lot of people in the WWE don't watch stuff outside the WWE. Sure, sure. I mean, sure, they've got some scouts on the ground and everything like that, but it's it's a very strange, insular group think. Right. Oh, for sure, for sure. So we saw his face sour and kind of crumble after that. And then he went on to talk to us uh, about just um, how having to set aside... I don't want to say the seediness of wrestling, but the uh, sleazy. I, I mean, I can't think of another word for it. Where we basically had to tell him, like, yes, if you kind of have to, have to accept how wrestling is. Yeah. Because um, he's like, I don't like to think about, you know, people have done bad things or people. Yeah, have- he was he was making judgments about wrestlers based on their out of the ring stories and stuff like that. And you can make your choice, but. I, I, I do reiterate that you've only heard about this stuff and don't know about all of this stuff. Right. So, And I'm, it's pretty hard, I would imagine, you know, for some people to be so... Um, I mean, if you want to be that way and vote with your dollars, then absolutely right. you have every right. But just realize that the person you're idolizing might, you know, who knows what goes on behind closed doors. Right, exactly. And we were explaining that there's probably a lot going yeah, <laughs> behind yeah, closed yeah, doors because yeah. it is wrestling. And stuff can get crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a different age. There's social media and everything like that, but still, stuff happens. Exactly. So that was cool. Uh, so we had th- those two times to hang out. Then, and I expressed this to you through a couple text messages. So I got rid of cable last summer. Yes. And I have the Roku. They're not yes. a sponsor. Um, and there's all kinds of different channels. AAW was formerly on. There. I, I think they still kind of are, aren't oh, they? I, I think I saw that their no channel. Idea. No some, of those, uh, some of those, some of those. I hope are. so. Yeah, we watched some stuff when you were over at my house, Kyle. And so, one thing I decided to splurge on because I normally just watch the free channels. Uh, <laughs> why not? Right. I, I feel that way about several things. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I spend four ninety nine a month now because I got the Night Flight channel. Oh yeah. Uh, so if you anyone's familiar with Night Flight, I mean people of our age in the eighties, that was awesome every saturday night usa network or tbs sometimes uh night flight and it was that's how i discovered a lot of kind of off-brand or you know like counterculture type things i think that's where i first heard of eraser head uh that's where i first discovered j-men forever yes yes so which i now on dvd 99 episodes on of night flight sure. on the channel, which is great. I'm, it's going to take me forever to weren't burn through. Weren't those like six hour episodes? They're like three and a half hours okay. a piece, so it's awesome, and that's without commercials. <laughs> this is a podcast about wrestling. I understood, yeah. but it's, I'm going to get you there. Okay. So USA also, used to have wrestling. Well, yes. Also, though, besides that, they have movies from different uh, um, film companies and a bunch of document music documentaries. They have a wrestling section, uh-huh. and they have old episodes of Portland Wrestling. And I oh, sent right you on. the footage. They had a bunch of Chris Colt stuff on there. Yes. Tying it back to the podcast as well. And Chris Colt was managing like the Black Ninja, and he was going against the American Ninja, Brian Adams. Yes. Um, and it was a kendo stick on a pole match uh, in the, the one that I saw. But, uh, of course, Chris Colt does all the talking for the Ninja. Um, they have tons of Portland stuff on there. It's because he's Asian. Yes. Doesn't speak English. And, well, this, this one had a mullet. This guy had a mullet, and he was yes. like 6'6". 
So he the, was the as, bad guy ninja. The bad the guy heel, ninja. The heel yeah. ninja. It was and skinny. Shokushogi. Uh, so we well we as in myself and my dogs watched a bunch of it. There's also Texas wrestling with uh, young Shawn Michaels. Okay. On there, which is still, it's pretty good. What, Texas All Star Wrestling. Yes. Okay. So there's a bunch of episodes of that. Then there was a the fabulous heels of wrestling, uh, a show, and I watched the Crusher versus um, Johnny Valentine. Oh, is that the one where he uh, knocks him out of the ring and tries to call him back in? Yes, when he yeah. leaves and comes back. Yeah. So that was super cool because I don't think I've seen a lot of Johnny Valentine stuff. Nope, there's not a lot out there. Yeah. So tons of great stuff on the Night Flight channel. Uh, I If you like old movies and 80s stuff, check it out. But also the wrestling on there is pretty good too. You're just hoping for that retweet, aren't you? No, I'm not hoping. I'm just, listen, I'm, this is just stuff. That's okay. come up. We haven't really had a chance to talk that much. Okay. And I know I mentioned that this ninja and the American ninja Brian Adams, and they had a kendo stick on a pole match. Yes. Today we're going to talk about a turkey on the pole match. Kyle just said, what? Yes, it's true, Kyle. Kyle, there is a match called uh, the Great American Turkey Hunt in what we're going to discuss today. Yes. And those of you who know what we're talking about know that we are talking about the AWA Team Challenge Series. Wow. It was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. Um, do you, were you watching this when it happened? Uh, very infrequently yeah. at the time, simply because I, maybe I couldn't catch it on TV all the time or I missed several weeks because uh, it was bouncing around. It was still on ESPN, but yes. I think they were bouncing the time around. Right. Um, so... I saw. I've seen a few arena matches for it, and I saw one episode of the the, the pink, pink room. room. Yeah. yeah, wrestled in a pink room, Kyle. Yes, uh, and we'll get to that. And Kyle's just he's chomping at the bit over here. So the the team challenge series, uh, it ran from October first, nineteen eighty nine, through August eleventh of nineteen ninety. I wasn't familiar with it because at that point I was a junior sophomore junior in high school uh-huh. and i was more interested in skateboarding and girls so at least you said girls yes yes uh not necessarily girls that skateboarded there weren't that many no no i was just discussing this the other day that like the unholy trinity of pro wrestling comic books and heavy metal like, when i was growing up there weren't a lot of girls around those scenes. yeah right now they're just in there's um, all over the place. So I used to, as a big fan of horror movies. What's is that a bad thing? Yeah, that bad? No, it's not bad, but it's a lot easier to get laid. Right. Yeah, but there was never any girls around. Right. It was just like ah. There's a when I used to be really. I'm still into horror movies, but when I was younger and getting all the Fangoria issues and everything, uh-huh. uh, they put out a videotape called Fangoria Weekend of Horrors. Sure. Where it was like from one of their cons in California. And I watched it uh, maybe a month or two ago. I found it on YouTube and checked it out. There is nary a woman to be found exactly <laughs> anywhere. On exactly, this tape. it is a bunch of dudes with heavy metal shirts or like uh, horror movie shirts and guts. Yes, and they're all just hanging out, waiting to shake Toby Hooper's hand. Yep. So, um, yeah. So to watch that and realize like what we dealt with around that time and what things are like, like there weren't women walking around in scantily clad and like cosplay outfits like that did not exist. 
It was like everyone was either dressing up as – and at that point, even like in the late 80s, you couldn't find a Michael Myers mask. Like they weren't out – they right. weren't mass produced or anything like that. Right. So Kyle is a travesty. Tough times. Speaking of tough times, <laughs> it was tough times for the AWA. Yes, it was very tough uh, times for the AWA at 80, this point. 89 and 90. And so to kind of set the stage for the people that don't know, um, they tried this concept, this the Team Challenge series. And what they did is they had three different teams. Do you know, remember the names Well, just the wait. Teams? Before we get to that, let's oh, discuss sorry. where the AWA was sure. at this point. Um, again, Vern, Vern had a set formula that he tried to stick with. Like the high point was roughly that 82, 83, uh, very good through as late as 87, 88 for some of the Kurt Henning, Nick Bockwinkle stuff. But then after that, just a huge drop off because the AWA, which was formerly a national promotion, Right. That regularly employed people had dropped down to almost the level of a an independent. Right, right. Vern had burned through all of his extra money, and his farm had been taken from him by eminent domain. So he was trying to finance and just cut everything down as much as he could. Now at this point, who knows what was going on behind the scenes? Whether they couldn't wrest control from him, sure. You know, for whatever reason, you know, I hate to speculate on where his. Uh, mental issues may have started to hit in at this point, but the AWA had really fallen down. It still had this television contract with ESPN that it was trying to generate footage for, but they had split and gone on to showing like current matches and then a lot of stuff from their library. Oh, right. You know, because right, yep. they had all that footage and that's what people really remembered and stuff like that. So they'd cut new commentary and stuff like that. So the AWA is really in dire straits at this point. So it's looking to try something different. Right. And having very few big name stars at that point. Exactly. Sergeant Slaughter being one that I think comes to mind. Uh, well, like... Sarge was in for a long time, but then we'll, as we go through the story, we'll find out that he gets a better offer. At right, a exactly. Point. Yeah, and yeah. we'll definitely get to that point. But do you remember the teams? The team names? Uh... Very and just the original three teams. No, I don't. You know, I, I don't remember the original three team names, but I do know that one of them changes part way because yes, it was yeah. covered we'll in there. the we'll after mags. We'll get there. Uh, so there was Sarge's snipers. Sure. There was Larry's legends. Yes, I remember that one. And Baron's blitzers. Yeah, sure. So what made it unique, at least in the eyes, was that the baby faces and the heels. Uh huh. They were combined on these teams. Right. So it. I mean, I I see where they were going. They were trying a new concept, and this is that and the other thing. Uh, and they didn't expect the baby faces to change heel or the heels to become baby faces. They kept them with their same personas. So because Colonel De Beers right. was on Sergeant Slaughter's team, right? And so did you know Colonel De Beers, Kyle? Yeah. So and Colonel De Beers was always still booed and hated. But he was on Slaughter's team, and they kind of like one of the things they would play up is the bickering, uh-huh. because like the beers would win a match or be in a match and right. do something, and Slaughter didn't like the because he didn't do good, the, the do gooder, you know, be a baby face, and then they'd bicker at each other. Yeah, ostensibly, I don't disagree with this concept. Right? Or is that the right word? I don't know. No, like, but on that, the surface, I, yeah, right. I don't disagree with what they've done. Um, it, this does make me wonder about the booking minds that they had in the office at the time of Greg Ganya. I think Wahoo was there. Maybe Ray Stevens was still there. Yeah. Uh, Bachwinkle was still around, possibly. 
so they were discussing this and came up with this concept. But I wonder, and, and we'll go through it, it's, it's universally recognized as something, one of the worst things in wrestling. But if it had had a Pat Patterson or you know, maybe a Bill Watts in there to kind of give it structure, like what could they have done with oh, it? Oh, sure. I, and I definitely think there was something there. There is a twinkle of an idea. Yeah. It's the execution that, as you see as we'll go through this, that becomes so piss poor. Right, right. Um, so, so now you have these teams, and it's, good guys and bad guys sharing the same team besides good guys and bad guys, because they're so depleted. A lot of the enhancement talent yes. ends up on these teams as well. Like yes. a Jake Millman. Yes. Uh, and, Tom stone. And, uh, I don't know. Say it. I don't know what say you're talking it. about. Frankie, the thumper to Oh yes. No, I'm yes. sorry. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Uh, Frankie's on there. Um, the Tokyo bullets. Uh, yes. One of which was Johnny Mercedes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, Who's I'm, in poor health right now. Oh, really? Yeah, just heard, read about that recently in Observer. Well. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. No, so, on a, a message board. From Sonny Rogers, who lives in Cudahy right now, by the way. Serious? Yes. Really? Yeah, he works at the airport. I did not know that. Yes. Well, very cool. We oh. should... Uh, Walk over there. We yeah. Yell out the window. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably hear us at this point. Um, so... Uh, he lives by the cemetery where the crusher is, I think. Ah. Uh, what the crusher is the crusher's dead. dead you know that yes are you making a joke about sonny rogers They're trying oh, to jesus christ Kyle. have a little respect in this goddamn show jeez all right we got to regroup for a second here all right anyhow back to the team challenge series and then the kid says blow job i don't want to be a baby face <laughs> yes um so they have their enhancement talent good guys and bad guys all on the same team What's going to happen is there's going to be a series of matches. There's no, they, there was no, just a start point and there was never an end goal. They were just like, we're going to start wrestling and matches and score points. And you would score points for victories or disqualifications or count outs or right. no contest. So there are all these different ways you could actually score points. And at the end of this unspecified time, whoever had the highest point total would win. Sure. And you would uh, win a million dollars for your team. Yes, that was the uh, that was the plan uh, on it. Um, so now, okay, yeah, go go for it. Th- this has to, so I can riff on this concept for a while. Uh, at the at the time when they said that the winner would get a million dollars for the team, totally unbelievable from what you were watching on TV. Oh, yeah. you knew nobody had a million dollars there. <laughs> right, but it would have been. Much more like winner gets te- maybe a hundred thousand dollars or gets ten thousand dollars. It for could have team. been something, right? Like it looks good, and this has me riffing onto something else. When battle yeah. royals would be for fifteen thousand dollars, that was ostensibly because there were fifteen men in it, and they each had to put up a thousand dollars to get into the battle royal, right? Which was another way to draw you into the story, and it just made that more believable. Did they ever say that though? Oh, yeah. They would say, like, these men have all put in money into this battle. Yeah, yeah. It was real big for uh, Roy Shire out in San Francisco. And that was the series of, like, I remember the Samoans each doing interviews saying, you know, hey, $15,000, that's a lot of groceries for my family. I had to dip into our, you know, my my savings for that $1,000, but it's worth it to me to gamble that $15,000 and stuff like that. Uh, 
which gets me to current indie shows and they say this person's been fined ten thousand oh, dollars it's like come on this. we've this, had this talk yes this person's we've been fined a hundred dollars see and that's like, why ugh. so that was like when we did um at one point i forget we had a tag team match sure and for mondo lucha i'm gonna plug it up there you go never heard of it uh never heard of it uh so we did a tag team match and we made one of those giant checks Yes. And the check itself was for $10 million because it was so completely yeah. ridiculous. Sure. And then we mounted it on like foam core because sure. it just became a prop during the match that somebody hit someone else over the head and broke it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, you can't cash that check because it got ripped up. Okay. So, right. So I'm just saying like there's funny ways you can, I mean, it was more comedy for us to do it that way. Uh, yeah. But right. But again, we've talked about this. When you see some guy wearing uh, uh, his, his half of his outfit looks like he got it from the Goodwill. The other half comes from the um, party display store. And it's wrinkled. And it's wrinkled. <sighs> and they're like, I'm, I'm this biz, I'm JT Moneybags or whatever. No, and I've got not. this money in my, and they're like, no, you're not. No, you don't. <sighs> no, I saw you outside, um, you know, driving up in your Hyundai. Uh, you know, so anyhow, uh, are we done with that tangent? Yeah, there's, <laughs> um, we can move. Yeah, because okay, so let's just go. Speaking of indie shows, <laughs> uh, part of these shows took place in a TV studio without an audience, Kyle. Uh, so the fir- when they first started recording these, it was they call it like the Pink Studio of Doom is like kind of like the online jokey name. Yeah. So I, I guess it, I guess the fabric was actually like a deeper red in color, you know, looked more regal. But that's just how it, it picked it up on the camera out. and everything right. like that. And um, it, they originally the storyline said that the reason that they were in a audio, audience, uh, Joe list, Blanchard was the president. Yes, at that point. absolutely. And it was they had them in a studio with no audience because they were getting sick and tired of the interference that was yes. going on. Yes, and that they would have these men wrestle. And then there was like a table off to the back side where the announcers yeah. sat that you could actually see. Um, it's pretty shitty. Yes. And at that point, they couldn't draw a crowd. It right. wasn't like they didn't have the money or were unwilling to put up the money to run actual arena shows. So they just did these to supply footage. I mean, There's also, if you look at a lot of the TV then, there's two guys in front of a chroma key enjoying, you know, cutting the bumpers for the match. So it's like an eight minute match and then 10 minutes of bumper. Right. Of two guys. Yeah. You know, and you can just tell it's like, ah, let's get together and shoot, you know, eight of these in the afternoon or whatever. I mean, it's just really Much like we do here. Oh, uh, you're right. And it's just, it's really ridiculous when you see it. And the one that's probably most, yeah, prominent... but it was, again, it was a promotion at the end uh, you know, trying too little, too late to right. update or stay, just stay solvent. And even in his old age and whatnot, uh, Vern was able to recognize how terrible it looked, and eventually they switched over to the Rochester Civic Center for the remainder of the matches. Yeah, but that was all filmed in one night. Right. Yeah. So then we'll get on that too. So I think if you look online, there is footage, but the one the yeah. most prominent is, and we'll get to it right away for Kyle, because I think this kind of sets the stage. If you, if you are chomping at the bit and you're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Go online, look up AWA team challenge series and the great Turkey hunt will come up. Oh, that's the, you can't do that. Yes, you can. No, because, that's the blow off. Right no, now. it's we not can't. the blow off. This is what I was going to tell you. This is not the blow off. The blow off is the battle Royal. Uh, all right, go ahead. So, just 
This is the miss. You know when we Go talked ahead, do, about do the single right away. That's I'm gonna fine. no. I'm gonna tell you. Remember when we talked about in the past, like things that we remember or how we thought things were. The Mandela it, effect. Yes, thank you. I would. Yes, the Mandela effect. That's the great turkey hunt. Everybody thinks. Well, not everybody. I did at least. Okay. Um, and some people that I talked to about this because I actually did research for this episode. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I no, no, I'm it. not saying. Just saying <laughs> uh, that that match was. So the, people think, well, that was the blow off was the that Millman uh, gets the turkey because there was Kyle, there was a turkey the on a pole. Um, <laughs> and it's Jake Millman versus Colonel De Beers. But De Beers actually pulls the turkey off the pole and then Millman somehow it ends up in his hands and he ends up winning it. Oh, no, no. That would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not a live a, turkey, Kyle. It's a frozen turkey. Like a butterball. Yeah. And so um, I always oh, thought that God. was the blow-off, and Millman won. Right. And then that was like the end, the climax of it. But that was not because if you think about it, they were recording in the pink audience list right. studio, and then they went and did more of it recorded at the Rochester Civic Center. So. Okay. And we'll we'll get to that. So anyhow, so let the ridiculousness start up here. Great turkey hunt. Still Have you seen you it? Save it? Yes. What do you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, the technical. Was, sure. I mean, it's just a turkey on it's a pole. It's a turkey on a pole. Right. Uh, by that time, a like, lot of pole matches came from uh, the, the glove. North, yeah, the Northwest. Right. The coal co- like coal miners' glove yeah. was the original. Would yeah. you say on the on the pole? As far as I can. What I'm if sure, they put a coal I'm miners' sure glove on a turkey wing? Wouldn't that have been cool? No. Cigars and Conversations presents Mailbag. Dramatic readings of fan letters culled from the pages of classic wrestling magazines. Today's letters are taken from the August 1991 issue of The Wrestler. Go back, Jack. Listen. I understand that Cactus Jack had a very successful stint in Japan a few months ago. After reading the article in the June 1991 issue about the maniac, Jack Attack, Cactus Trashes Morocco, well, I'll tell you what, I wish he'd jump on the next boat back to the Orient. I've seen many of Jack's matches, and this man goes to great lengths to injure his opponents. I've seen him use trash cans, chairs, and even taped objects that he has stuffed into his boots. Some fans seem to enjoy violent brawling, but I say enough is enough. If Jack's so tough, why doesn't he go back to WCW or give the WWF a try? I'll tell you why. Because he's yellow. If this man had to abide by a stringent set of rules for any of these federations, he'd be lost. Cactus. Go dry up. Carol Havermeyer, Los Angeles. Primetime pain. I used to look forward to primetime wrestling on Tuesday nights. But then, they dropped the main man, Gorilla Monsoon. And they kept that pseudo-comedian, Bobby Heenan. Then they added a no-talent sports clothes model in Vince McMahon. And that audience of people, all they do are seal impressions. I call this a classic disaster that should be dumped as soon as possible. 
I like the old show, even if the weasel was on it. Monsoon, he's articulate, knowledgeable, and had the patience to put up with that pseudo-comedian. I hope to see a change very soon. Art Backstrom, Chicago. Artificial Intelligence. In my job as a system analysis, I have had some experience in the use of artificial intelligence and quote-unquote expert systems computer technology. And because of this, I am keenly interested in Miss Alexandra York's attempt to adapt this technology to the world of professional wrestling. An expert system is an advanced form of computer programming that utilizes the knowledge of experts in a particular field, in this case, wrestling. The program's user can apply this knowledge to solve problems and make decisions. Miss York's programs can be extremely useful in preparing for a match. She can analyze the strengths and the weaknesses of an opponent and can compute the probability of success for a given strategy. Her computer programs, however, they're not foolproof. In my opinion, there are too many variables in a wrestling match for even the most sophisticated program to accurately evaluate. Despite her boasts, York cannot guarantee success for the members of the York Foundation. Jim Bradley, Jackson, New Jersey. Flair's the worst. It never ceases to amaze me that nature girl, Ric Flair, steals the WCW world title for the seventh time in a completely undeserved title match. And once again, the usual gang of idiots write in and they glorify this pathetic event. And I find it impossible to take this title seriously anymore. Ten years of arrogance, cowardice, outside interference, idiotic official rulings, and just plain cheating can do this to a belt. The controversy in Flair's match against Tatsumi Fujinami, who's a great wrestler and champion, by the way, was basically the Japanese grappler beating the overmatched Flair for the title and the American officials saying, oh no, he didn't, and then retreating home. How a wrestling federation populated by the likes of Stan Hansen, Big Van Vader, Lex Luger, Sid Vicious, and Nikita Koloff could have the likes of Flair as their champion is a complete mystery. Kevin Michaels, Trenton, New Jersey. Is he the best? You know, I'm really tired of hearing Jim Ross constantly saying what a great champion Sting was and how controversial Ric Flair's victory at the Meadowlands was. Hey, did Flair pull Sting's boot off the ropes? Uh, yes. Just a good example of the ring awareness that has made Flair a great champion over the years. Listen, the bottom line is that Flair pinned Sting without horseman interference. Now they're forcing Flair to defend the belt against Sting in a cage with El Gigante as special referee? How can they do something that shows such blatant favoritism? Gigante is a ranked contender, an enemy of Flair's. And he's a friend of Sting's. He certainly shouldn't be allowed to officiate a match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Jim Ross doesn't seem to think any of this is unfair. And I bet he'd have quite a different opinion if they ordered the same match with Barry Windham, Sid Vicious, or Arn Anderson as a special referee. Huh. At least they have experience and know the sport. Jonathan M. Palmer, Belafonte, 
Pennsylvania. We're going to run through a bunch of matches now. Sure. These are some of the team challenge uh, matches, and we can discuss them, what we remember. No, the, the point getting and the everything like that, I wonder yeah. if that was somehow related to the European tournaments, which seemed to go on forever and were impossible to score. Yet right. Here you had your winner. And I think that that was a big problem that the team challenge series had. The score would change, and people kind of didn't understand why. Yeah, it didn't. A neat concept, but didn't have enough transparencies that people could see and follow along right right i'm gonna um well kyle you have a question who was in each team a bunch of a bunch of of guys right right like sergeant slaughter and then some guys and you'll hear it on here as we go through i have actually i I don't i don't recall any formal listing of rosters i think there is i think but you just it would just yeah, it was understood, I guess, at a point, and they would tell you on the screen. Like when I was watching a lot of the videos, I have a DVDR of a bunch of these matches. Ooh. I know I'm bragging again, but uh, and they would list who they were. So right off the bat, there was a match called uh, the Queen of the Ring match. Yeah, I don't remember that. One. Wendy Richter, who was on Sarge's Sniper's team, which you go, okay, Sergeant Slaughter, good guy. Wendy Richter, good guy, and then Candy Divine, who was on the Baron Blitzer's team. Uh, I met Candy Divine once. Yeah, yeah, she's somewhat r- local. Yeah, Does, doesn't she come out of Southern Indiana or something? I, I think she's fairly close. Yeah, so had a chance to meet her. She was very nice. Um, nothing. Carmine brought her in once. Uh, yes, nothing spectacular about it. Just, but they just would no, call no. It I stuff. just remember her more because she was like the, one of the women wrestlers in the AWA. Yes. Um. So what you're gonna notice is like every goddamn match had a stupid title to it. They didn't. Like, it was just a woman's match, but all of a sudden they decide that this is going to be the Queen of the Ring match. Sure. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, I guess it, it, it is what it is. Um, nothing spectacular. We'll move on to something a little bit funnier. The Body Slam match. Uh, Wendy Richter, though, this was after her... Not in the Body Slam match, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this was after her uh, whole rock and wrestling thing. Yes. This was after she was the, still bouncing around. I think uh, she had wrestled mainly in Puerto Rico because I know she married Hugo Savinovich, but she wasn't wrestling a whole lot at that point, or at least not enough to be listed regularly in the after mags I would have gotten at the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because she kind of after the whole um, WWE the Spider Lady, Spider Lady thing. yeah, uh, against Mula. Yes, you know Kyle's favorite, the eponymous uh, or eponymous, eponymous, which yeah. is it. I don't know. She was a hippopotamus. Ah. Fifth grade. We don't teach that word. Uh. Um, so body slam match. Yukon John Nord on the Blitzers versus Coquina Maximus on yes. the Legends. Yes. Who's Coquina Maximus? Uh, he went on to be, what was this? Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Yes. Um, this was... Uh, because whenever I saw Yokozuna, I always felt superior to everybody else because I had seen him before. Oh, sure. As Coquina Maximus. Would you who, say that? Uh, is depend- that a fact you would throw out to people? D- depending on the crowd. Yeah. But Coquina Maximus um, uh, allegedly retired Greg Gagne. I saw that on TV. Oh, yeah. Splashed, so? his, splashed oh. his leg a few times and finally put him out. <laughs> just, which was, doesn't sound very bad. When you're, yeah, he just splashed his leg a few times. I, well, I mean, it was a... What he was a four hundred pound guy at the time, and was on the floor. Was it the splash? Like, what was it? The butt splash he was familiar with. Was that how he smashed his leg, or was it he actually like belly across his leg? Uh, bellied across his leg. 
I guess you had to see the angle. I mean, yeah, because I kind of feel like a again a fat Greg, guy Greg with a Gagne. belly jumping on someone's leg wouldn't really do that much. Do you think like a belly? It may have been an elbow drop. I don't remember. No, but it would, no, but I'm asking about a belly. Like if you saw a very large man like splash someone's legs, would would that that feels like that would be nothing? If my leg was flat on the ground, it would be nothing. Right. Was his leg bent? I. I don't know. You brought it up. It was wrestling. Okay. He splashed him on the floor. People cried. They carted him out. I'm going to put that on my list Ganya of moves was frustrated that are very that unrealistic get... looking. Splashing somebody's legs. You know, okay. who, you know who caught a lot of heat in the last couple of weeks? Who's that? That fucking board game barrister guy. Oh, that's funny. That was all over Facebook, by the way. A lot of people reaching yeah. out to me. Thanks for the support. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, serious guys. Fucking uh, so limey. Yukon jo- John Nord. Kyle, do you know, remember who that is? No. Do you know the Berserker? No. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, oh, you don't remember the big muscle guy with the beard in the WWF at the time? That wore a Viking you helmet? You know, the big muscle guy. Viking helmet? You know, the one with the muscles? Anyhow. Uh, so that was a body slam match. That's pretty um, basic, right? Sure. Nothing special. It's them. It's just the yeah. big guys. Uh, Coquina, not Which is big. a good way, uh, would be a good way for legitimate training. Yeah. Just, okay, body slam me, but I'm not going to let you do it. Ah. Boom. There you go. You can get 15 minutes of work out of that. That's pretty good. You should try that. You could also do that in a match. Okay. Uh, I heard, I think Hero told a story about that one time saying, like some vet said, take my head. You know, take it for that, but then he wouldn't let him do it. So the whole thing kept. How can I get this headlock on? Ah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I would love to do that. You have the opportunity. Oh, okay. That's... Where are you booking something? I might actually with the talk after. The well, that'd show. be fine, but uh, no, I'm just going to be a bitch. There's a lot of young workers that couldn't handle that. You'd be like, take my head, and then all of a sudden the guys jumping off the top rope doing some kind of flip at you. No, they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. And then they'd cry and wouldn't fight for it. And it would just be a shitty ass match. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Hashtag bitter vet. Uh, speaking of a clash of styles. Had a guy throw up on me recently. I, I heard about that yeah, too. Yeah. That, that, was, that was exciting. That's terrible. I saw that. Um, it's the I second think. time that's happened. Someone's thrown up on you. Well, not on me, in the match. Did you blow up? Blow him up? No. What? According to legend, yes, I did. Yeah. But no, I think in this case, a little tyke just got a little overexcited. and Just dropped it. Hey? Yep. All right. So okay. anyhow. Okay. The, the, so this is this is good, but uh, we have to get back to these crazy matches because this next one is. Um, I think I talked about the other time where guy threw up. No, when was that? Oh, that was up in Green Bay. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. We got so that one. two like again, like I've said, I'll accept this addition to my legend, but I didn't do anything special to make him like run him or punch him in the gutter. Nope, didn't happen. Threw up from an armbar. <laughs> it's a very tight. It's a pain. The acute pain caused him to, yeah, that's rough. Yep. Yeah, did you win? Yeah. Right. That's all that matters. Which is the important part. The guys. W's are what matter. Yeah. Speaking of W's, uh, football clash match. That's. <laughs> Kyle just laughed out loud. The Trooper for the Blitzers versus Mike Enos for the Legends. Mike Enos uh, painted a cousin's house of mine in the Twin Cities. <laughs> what? 
What? Yes. Nice. Yep. That's what he did on the side. Did you hear that? Listening audience, Mike Enos painted a house for one of Derek's relatives. Yep. We should almost just stop the goddamn podcast <laughs> right there. Wow. Record scratch. But we can't because I have to tell you what they did. They dressed up in football jerseys. Yep. And helmets. And they put a soccer net on Shiny each side of the thing. ring. Oh, boy. Or in a corner, I yep. should say. Yep. And then the first man to score five times by running across the ring, across a designated line, won the match. Yep. Kyle, that's a match. No, it's not a match. Yes, it is a match. Um, so <laughs> it was a lot of them doing like the. Kyle, uh, is do you remember? Outraged. Do you know what? Do you remember American Gladiators when they would do the like the they have to get him across a certain point you or like see wrestle the look him down? On his face right now. I know Kyle is blown away by it's Kyle, like, whoa, and we've whoa, just begun, Kyle. Just back the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> um. So that was nuts. Uh, that was nuts, but it also reminded me of that bodyguards and bandits that came from the sportatorium. <laughs> yes. Like, why? Uh, it just seems like they always want to try and combine football and wrestling, but I know. they just don't do it right. Right. And it never, it never, possibly the only thing that ever worked was the Battle Royal and WrestleMania 2. Yeah, and that was actually heavily practiced, too. Right. So Which I, makes me sad. But yeah, but it was whatever. still good. I thought it was, it was definitely good. What's great about this is that Ref- they can't even decide what type of football they want. They've got the football, you know, the American football jerseys and helmets, and then they do soccer. Right. Well, but yes, I don't think they really but it, knew. But it appears they just have, like, they have to, what, score a down or something? Yeah, it's cr- like kind of like get past the line, and it's like tackling, and it's just a lot of stupidity. Again, see them. Trying something different, right? But just not really having it down, and just not working, of course. Um, so then they get, they try to get, not real, but they have a Greco-Roman match. Yes, which I have seen, and that's uh, Baron von Raschke uh, versus Wayne Bloom, the other yes. half of Destruction Crew. Yes. Which, which, go ahead. Uh, no, I mean it's just kind of like it's, uh, it's just almost like you're watching your amateur wrestling, and the Baron's up on top. He scores a bunch of points, and Wayne Bloom is frustrated. Leads to outside interference, yeah. and that's basically the the ending to the match. But uh, Baron von Raschke was a legit Greco-Roman at University of Nebraska. Okay, so I enjoyed watching that match because there were some, you know, obviously he was fifty years old at the time. Or sure. Whatever. Oh yeah, of course. But there are flashes of genuine technique that he uses in the match and stuff like that. So I found it, you know, rather interesting. Yeah. Um, but I also was educated enough to know I was seeing as opposed to this football match that's a one and done. Right. Now imagine Enos and Bloom going to WWE before the Beverly Brothers gimmick and them just being like, we saw that uh, we saw that football match. We uh-huh. saw that Greco-Roman. Like, we're going to make you the Beverly Brothers and uh, do this thing with you. And just to see how much they were probably like, yeah, absolutely, anything you want, boss. <laughs> like sure. after coming from, from that shit storm. Uh, um, don't forget, they were also the Minnesota Wrecking Crew too yes. for a while in Atlanta. Um, but that was also roughly around this time. Yes. Um, yeah, because they were trying to get booked out in other places. And wasn't because Mike Enos was uh, the ref in AWA starting out. Like most uh, guys, uh, yeah, were they though, they but, all did stints right. They all did that stuff, so you could see him on some old and Wayne episodes. Wayne Bloom was a noted power lifter, I believe. Okay, there was a tag team battle royal that happened. Of course. Texas Hangman for Larry's Legends. Who, both of which I've met. 
Uh, and uh, they were disorderly conduct. Yes. Um, for Sarge's... Uh, we lost the WCW tag titles to them. Did you really? Yes. yes. You and Chavo? That yes. was... Wisconsin Pro Wrestling. Oh, it all Wisconsin Championship Wrestling. It all comes back. Um, for Sarge's snipers, it was Johnny Stewart and the Unknown Soldier. Uh, you know Johnny Stewart? No. But... You've seen him, though. Very, right? very familiar with him, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was a real, like a bratty guy. Yeah. Like his whole gimmick was like, yeah. he was like a bratty. Reminded me of Chris Candido a little bit. Like sure. in the Smoky Mountain days. Oh, oh, you're talking his gimmick. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, kind of a shady guy in real life. Uh, which one, Johnny Stewart or Chris Candido? Johnny Stewart. Okay, I don't Chris know. Chris Candido was a nice guy when I met him. Uh, what, uh, jo- what was shady about Johnny Stewart? Do we know? It just, I, I don't know anything. He was like one of those college football guys. Yeah, I th- and that's why he came in. Yeah, but he was a he was a huckster. Okay, what about the unknown soldier? Uh, it's unknown. <laughs> well, we're gonna keep it that way. Then the third team was Paul Diamond and Tommy Jammer. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Tommy Jammer? Uh, I just remember him being a up and coming babyface at the time. I don't think he went on to anything after the AWA. Yeah, I don't think anything really happened. Now Paul Diamond was Max Moon. That's true. And Cato in the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Um, so Until they got railroaded out of the Fed for diddling another wrestler's wife, and then who became Max Moon first, or was it or was was Conan? No, it was Conan first. Conan first, and then Paul yeah. Diamond. Okay, sorry, I got again. That Johnny Bravo, he fit the suit. Yeah, just like is. a mask. You can put a mask on anyone. You know, exactly. Jay <laughs> Mystico. What? What was it? Sincara. Right? Oh, oh. Okay, sorry. I got the name wrong when I tried to do my Sankara fake sneeze. was the greatest of all time. You know, that's that's abbreviated as GOAT. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, so the thing about this tag team battle royal, very nice, is that there could only be one winner. It wasn't like the team one. <laughs> so it was like the Highlander battle royal. <laughs> yes. No, it wasn't like your team won. Uh-huh. You ended up whoever won the – your team didn't win. You won. So it was a – so it was, it was a, battle a battle royal, royal that had tag teams. That had tag teams in it, but it was billed as a tag team battle royal. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, just bullshit. Next one. It's wrestling. Crazy name. Beauty and the Beast tag match. Again, not... Don't disagree with the concept. Hey, isn't it going on that right could now? Be, that the could... Fed has it going on right now where they're doing like the mixed team challenge oh. or something on Facebook. See, Beauty and the Beast tag match, I was thinking uh, heel and babyface teaming. Oh, no, it's a woman and a man. Fair enough. Uh, Colonel De Beers and Magnificent Mimi for the Snipers versus Baron Von Roschke and Candy Divine for the Blitzers. (laughs) Candy Divine was available. Now, Uh, But Magnificent Mimi, wasn't she was Mimi Lesios? Yeah, yeah. Who went on to movie career? She did Playboy and a a movie career as well. Yeah. There was... um, She's no Cynthia Rothrock. (laughs) <laughs> no. God, where did I just see a picture of her recently? Don't know. Well, you're thinking about that. Uh, no, it's been on a YouTube series that's been exposing the lies of Frank Dukes, who Bloodsport yeah, was Blood based Sport, on. Yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ooh, it, that's, a, that's a YouTube thing? Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's um, like six parts. There's a... Um, and, uh, Cynthia Rothrock looks good. Does she still? Yeah. Speaking of uh, women nice actresses that look legs. good... I just watched a movie called Julie, darling, with um, Sybil Danning. 
Oh, uh, okay. Julie Darling on YouTube. Check it out. It's awesome. It's about a girl who like watches her mom get raped and killed and then wants to kill her stepmom. Um, but she's like, her dad thinks that she's perfect. Okay. It's really good. All right. It's an 80s movie. You'll dig it. I recently read a review or a plot synopsis for a Serbian movie. Yeah, I have it. You want it? No. No. It's like one of my... One of my go-to. Was that's, so, so hold on. Just reading this it's, thing. And it's called a Serbian film, by the way, not a Serbian movie. Sorry. Um, so the movie, a uh, Serbian film. Guys, we're going to take a little detour here just for a second. This whole episode is a detour. Yes. So a Serbian film. Oh, this replaces the 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 viewer's letters then. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, a Serbian <laughs> film <laughs> is, that. I mean, as that's the name of the movie. It is really bad. The director... Uh, was just like, I just want to make something crazy and out there and outlandish. Yep. Um, and he did. He, he achieved it. It is the movie now that when people are like, hey, have you seen? Remember how Faces of Death was the like, have you seen Faces yes. of Death? Yes. A Serbian film has now become the uh, like, oh, that's a crazy movie. But have you seen this? I will say, though, there's a movie um, called Martyrs, which I think is crazier than a Serbian film. But that's just me. So, have you ever seen any of the Hanzo the Razor Japanese yep. movies? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, but sorry. I'm you, a movie dude. I'm a movie. You should have seen this guy roll his eyes with this. this of course, um, of course, I've seen. Of course, the, I've seen. Hey, of course, of, I've seen the mankind coming off the cage. What do you mean? <laughs> speaking of, speaking of um, craziness. Yep. Here's something I need to talk about. Uh, <laughs> okay, Baron von Raschke. Yes. It's crazy to watch. He's giving me the claw. Now, has he really? Yes. Not, that'll be an opening someday. Nowadays, and maybe it's my current sensibilities in life, to see a man goose step across the ring uh-huh. and have the crowd wildly cheer him, Yep, it's kind of crazy. It's almost as strange as making a Russian your top baby face. Yeah, but when you can do it and pull it off, you go for it. Uh, Defying the odds. Okay, Baron's made more money than either of us have in wrestling. Okay. so I know, but I'm just saying, to see it you Remember when he was in the WWF for like three weeks as the, the Baron, like managing the powers of pain? Yes. Like, huh? And then he was gone. And that was that. We can ask him at the Crusher thing. What happened with that? <sighs> I'm sure he'll just say yeah, that was just a thing. All right. <laughs> so that match, another one again, Beauty and the Beast. Haha, it's got a name, right, Kyle? Next match, the tape fist match. We know about that. Yes. Sergeant Slaughter versus the Russian brute. Uh I just saw an internet thing by some MMA guy saying how the taped fist gimmick eludes him and he thought it was the stupidest thing ever. But isn't that the taped fist based on how a boxer wraps his hands. hands right. Right. So, to protect himself to be like more, a stiffer yeah. jab or a stiffer punch. Right. Wow. So it's like, I don't see why you're shitting on that. MMA is fake. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, what it has. Yeah, never mind. So, so. No, I'm going to go on this. Yeah. What MMA has done has obliterated the whole concept of being able to have a like fighting. Uh, like an at show, yes. Challengers out of the crowd, just because the general level of submissions, like people know what submissions are now. They used to not know what it was, and suddenly, oh my god! But now, right? Yeah. So, um, plus there's gyms all over the place, so people will kill you. Right. No, that's true too. Um. So there were a lot of weird matches peppered in 
in these as well. Yes. The Timekeeper, Mike George versus The Menace. Yeah, Mike George was a uh, Central States guy for years and years. Okay. So, like, he had been around. I don't know why he was the timekeeper there. That just kind of, it was just a thing. Yeah. Uh, and they would periodically, because at that like point. Like, that could have been, he's been around so long, he's just keeping time. Sure. I, I don't know. Who knows, right. Yeah. And uh, Larry Zabisco would just have, like, kind of random title defenses against people. They would always, because at the time he was the champion. Yeah, I think a lot of these matches became um, became Team Challenge Series matches in post. Right, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure they're just going out just... No, I mean, they're filling a night of wrestling, and they just film all the matches, and then we're going to chop this show up, and, oh, let's give this one. And, you know. Right. Um, so I thought that was kind of in- interesting. Now, a name that kept popping up, and it, it's eluding me, and maybe you could help me out. Wally Carbo. No. Bob Lertzema. Yeah, football guy. He was a football guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Because I, I think he did some refereeing or, like, enforcer type Yeah, work he was... A Scott Ledoux kind of right, celebrity Scott, yeah, that was Scott brought Ledoux in. Was still floating around at this time too. Special troubleshooting, whatever. Right. So that was ridiculous. Kyle, you'll love this next one. But but Vin, uh, Vern always liked to use real athletes, right? You know, to give it the cred. Um, the one arm bandit challenge match. Um, so it's UConn match had Jimmy Do in it. UConn <laughs> John Nord for the Blitzers, and Colonel De Beers with Sheik Adnan Al Casey for the Snipers. Yeah, just. Just put all your heels in that corner Just, there. Which is weird. So you have a match where um, they were wrestling with one arm tied behind their back. Each one, of course, one arm bandit. And if uh, uh, and they each had a mouthful of coins. So when they pulled That's the arm. That's not true. <laughs> they pulled the arm. And if they hit But I could see the stipulation. You could very easily use that in a feud. Wouldn't it have been better to have a tape fist with a one arm bandit match too? Because in that way, they could have been punching with one hand. Like it could have been the tape fist one arm bandit match. I've been known to overbook. Yes, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. Again, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I don't disagree with that concept. Yeah, the, with what concept? The whole let's have a match with one arm tied behind our backs. Okay. Uh, but that's also been done a lot of the times, like in matches with managers. Have you ever like that. noticed that? I okay. You know, we talk about when guys get their head shaved. It's like the trimmers never work because the guy's hair is always wet, right? It's like one right. of those like undeniable truths. Another one. Whenever I've seen any match with like a one arm match, they tape or tie their hand the shittiest possible. It's like a thin rope. And it's loose, and like the guy just got to work the whole time to keep his hand behind his back. Like it never looks good. They never came up with some way to really lock it in. Is that for safety reasons, though? Is it for no, safety? No, it's just being Kyle, cheap. Kyle, it's safety <laughs> reasons. Safety. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. It's not getting any safer. Get out there. <laughs> right. So, holding the show up. So, here then. So, here's some great thinking. AWA decides during the Team Challenge Series to do a Survival Series Battle Royal. Sure. Um, participants, the Lumberjacks, the Trooper, the Russian Brute. Ah, who grew up in the neighborhood I used to live in in Chicago. Oh, really? Like, I know guys that know him. Uh, Nikita Koloff. Don't know him. Johnny Stewart. Curtis yeah. Hughes. Larry Zabisco. The Texas Curtis Hughes Hayman. runs W4AA. Yep. Um, Mike Enos. Yep. And Buck Zumhoff. Yep. Uh, Bug Zumhoff uh, has made his return at this time, too. Yes. That uh, Vern starts pushing him because he's going to put the light heavyweight title on him. Sure. After his first stint in jail. Yes. 
And I believe that was prison, not jail. Dubs, yes. So we're <laughs> yeah. Technical about it. Yeah. yeah, he was in prison for a while. Um, read about that one. Uh, we'll leave that one hang out there. Real good crime and sports. Yeah, it is a really yeah. good crime and sports yeah. episode. Um, plug on that show. Valuable wrestlers at that point, they do a thing where they're like, these are the guys leading the 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 um, total board. Right. Trooper, number one. They're really pushing that trooper. Well, but that was Del Wilkes, Wilkes who went right. on to become the Patriot and had right. a great career in all Japan. Um, was DJ Peterson there at this time, too? Yes. I feel like he was, right? Yeah, because then a couple years later, that's he'd end up dying. Yeah, I was going to say he died early, though. So Yes. But yeah, I think he was there. Um, kind of a roided up Magnum TA lookalike. Absolutely. Uh, Colonel De Beers was on top. He had uh, yep. some points. Met him. Uh, Hangman Killer. Meet, meet him. Uh, yeah, the Texas Hangman. And, yes. Flapjack Norton. Scott Norton. <laughs> yes. He was involved. You know yes. Scott Norton, right, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So And then, uh, surprisingly, Candy Devine making the, uh, <laughs> making the top uh, point scores. She was available. So... Then comes, Kyle, and you'll like this one. This one's going to need some uh, description. The behind the eight ball elimination match. I don't know what that is. Well, I'm going to tell you in a minute. That featured the blitzers of Baron Von Roschke, Brad Rangens, the Trooper, and Tommy Jammer versus the legends of Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom, Hangman Killer, and Psycho. Here are the rules to the behind the eight ball match. These are according to Lee Marshall, who, by the way... Stagger Lee Marshall. Stagger Lee Marshall. Did you know he did the voice of Tony the Tiger? Yes. Did you know that, Kyle? No. Yes. Stagger Lee Marshall did the voice of uh, Tony the Tiger when um, Thurl Ravenscroft retired. Uh, yes. And incidentally, the song Stagger Lee, research it. It's got a tremendous history. Not just the one from uh, Nick Cave. There was a, another a great, less offensive by the one way, before that. the Nick Caves... The whole album, Murder Ballads, sure. one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm not surprised. Great album. Uh, check that out. All right. According to Lee Marshall, here are the rules for the eight ball, behind the eight ball, eight man tag match. Lee Marshall. And where the points are awarded. There'll be one point for an elimination, either via pinfall, submission, or throwing someone over the top rope or through the ropes to the floor. <laughs> There are no DQs and no countouts. The winning team is awarded three points as well, so the maximum scoring would be seven points for the winning team and three for the losing team. So it's basically, yes, an elimination um, eight-man tag team match that um, a lot of times guys were getting thrown out and like kind of coming around and back. Like they weren't really following the rules to it. There's a good chance the rules were never explained to them. Right, right. So uh, so they had that match. And then there was another behind the eight ball elimination match that featured the Diamond Cutters. Uh-oh. The Diamond Cutters, I said. I think, oh, God, sorry. That was some bad acting. Uh, yes, the Diamond Cutters. Yeah, DDP cutters. was in the... No, that's not what happened. This is the point where Sergeant Slaughter leaves the AWA in the middle of the, the team challenge series. Yeah. Slaughter gets a gig back at the Fed. Yeah. Right? Um, and this, so this was the Persian war gimmick where yes. he was there. Are you familiar? You're familiar with that Kyle? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so slaughter right in the middle of the team challenge series, the head of this group, the slaughter snipers decides I'm going back to the fed. See you later. AWA in a bit of a panic decides to put Colonel De Beers, De Beers diamond mines in charge of that team. 
and he calls the team now the Diamond Cutters. Um, and on air, it says that uh, that Sergeant Slaughter has gone AWOL. <laughs> sure. And that's it. And that's how they explain his departure. Okay. What do you expect him to say? I, I, I don't. I'm just. I'm just telling you what Lee Marshall said. Okay. Okay. I take his word as gospel. I, see, I, I know you're giggling at all of this, but to me, I just seeing the futility that must have happened. Oh no! In the, I'm the sure there's like office. scrambling and craziness. But like now, I wonder. You know, everything that was recorded at the Rochester Civic Center for this, like. Okay, you can have one night. You can make all the stipulations you want, right? You know, right, or something like that. I love the names. Like I, this, they probably thought that was so good. The behind the eight ball, it yeah. is what it is, you know. But what happens? You get kicked out of the the deal, or why are you behind the eight ball? Well, I think it's because there's eight guys in it, and it's elimination. Like you don't want to get oh okay eliminated. But it's dumb because even the losing the match, team gets yeah. points. So what's the ah again? But the winning team gets that three-point boost. Yeah, that seven point. They get that seven. They, well, they can earn up to seven yeah, points. Yeah, they can earn up to seven points. So the, if the, the losing team automatically gets three points. So you could get a tie. Uh, a winning team could maybe like win by one point. It just it's uh, not good. Um, so Diamond Cutters, Curtis Hughes, Buck Zumhoff, The Unknown Soldier, and Johnny Stewart. I can tell you that two out of those four guys I probably wouldn't want to spend time in a room with. Right. Uh, the legends, Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom, Hangman, uh, Psycho, and Killer. Close personal friends. There you go. Uh, so there's that match. Same thing. Same rules. Again, lots of points for pinfalls and submissions and throwing people places. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, no matter how you cut it. I'm trying to wonder at this Diamond time cutters. if it would have been Bull Payne or Mean Mike. For what? Or, or Tough Tom under the hood as one of the Texas Hangmen. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Um, so, uh, again, and peppered into this is just a bunch of like bullshit matches that, right. like you said, all in post, they put them in and act like it's t- the scores change so much on every episode that stuff doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And uh, as far as I remember, the episodes like weren't in sequential order. Right. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was a strange deal at the time. So now. Uh, and the final. Here is the final. This is the actual final of the Team Challenge series. It's a final battle royal. Uh, and it was called the final event battle royal. Yes. Because, <laughs> of course, we couldn't be more on the nose than that. Participants were Brad Rangins, Trooper, DJ Peterson, the Russian Brute, uh, Colonel De Beers, the Unknown Soldier, Curtis Hughes, Johnny Stewart, Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom, Hangman Killer, and Jake Millman. That's the uh, final event battle royal. Uh, five points to the winning team. Yep. All right. And one point will be awarded for each elimination that, sure. to your team. Uh, so, and this was it. This is like, a, apparently it was all so close. Sure. This one was for all the marbles. This is for everything that's going to happen uh, <laughs> at that point. All the marbles. That's We're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have that episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... Very ridiculous. 30-second intervals between arriving participants. It's basically Royal Rumble style uh, as it goes on. Last man wins it for his team, not for himself, wins it for the team. But that's weird because if the other team eliminates everybody, they could have gotten all the points, and it would have been more than five points. It's just, again, it's a cluster, right? Um, So that's that. Who wins? The fans. 
Well, <laughs> that's what AWA was hoping. Yeah. However, Jake Millman wins. Uh, he basically, The milkman. The milkman himself. I met him in a Kmart once. Yes, who's also, I believe, recovering from ill health. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I've Jake, lost to him too. Jake Millman wins the Battle Royal. Again, it's the second time. And if you uh-huh. watch the- Give Jake the, a break. Uh, if, yes, if you, oh, if you watch the Team Challenge series- they really pushed that great turkey hunt, like as like look at how the underdog beat Colonel De Beers. Yeah. So I guess kind of tying it together, the cherry on top is that Millman's the one that ends up winning it for his team. Right. Uh, everyone is celebrating, and Millman's trying to celebrate, and but, they keep pushing him away. Right. So all the heels are like, "Fuck you." No, nah, they didn't say. Fuck well, you. they were, but they were saying, "Get forget you," or they were very, uh, yes, and. Uh, Millman was excited, but they kept pushing him away while the rest, like he kept trying to join the group, like, come on guys, let me in type thing. And, uh, that's how the team challenge series ends. Wet fart. It goes out on, right? No, Eh. I mean, it was kind of a neat thing. It made you want to see if Jake was going to get the check. Right. And he did, but then, of course, the Bisco just steals it from him. Yes. Yes, of course. And goes, uh, this was, (laughs) and goes to. Crockett, right? Right. <laughs> the Basically, from there, right? Champion. Yeah, and that yeah. Was well, but but that was because oh, that was also the same time that the destruction crew came down. Sure. Yeah. Um. Again, Vern wasn't running. Everybody had to make money, so they went to other places. Zabisco wound up getting stripped of the AWA title. Yep. At the end, we talked but, about this in the AWA. Yeah, but he wasn't. Episode. He wasn't defending it. You right. Know? Right. Exactly. So it made perfect sense. Um. What do you think then of he it? he had the envelope. <laughs> so tell me, you, do you look back at this and just go, eh, wrestling? Do you look back on it? Are you like, I see what, you, what they're doing? Um, like, what, are you, what, what do you take away from this? Yeah, I see what they tried to do, but it was just... <laughs> if it were a different time and different place, I would say too much cocaine. But yeah. I don't know that they had the money to do cocaine at that time. <laughs> right, right. Um. I, I joke, but yeah, I can see they they needed to do something, but the execution just like the refinement wasn't there. Sure, and who and knows it, if that's because of booking or who knows where it came from. I Eric, like your Eric idea. Bischoff has gone on record as saying I did a lot of things, but that wasn't me. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But he did. Um, what was it? The Ninja Star Wars or whatever. The, yeah, the, yeah. He, he that's how he originally got in. He was a marketer for a toy company. Right. I think your idea was right. They needed somebody in there with a uh, that could really like tie it together and and yeah, you know, make it something solid. And the big thing is they didn't. There was very little explanation of like it wasn't transparent enough. As oh, I yeah, said, right, so that right. people couldn't follow along. Uh, this was also in the eighties, so like obviously there wouldn't be social media or anything like right. that. Uh, I remember following this in the magazines, but it was already done, you know, because the magazines were so far behind. Yeah. So maybe if they'd had stronger, I mean, they were on ESPN, but if they had more regular television exposure that could have gotten things over to the crowd, it could have worked. But at this point, the AWA was, it was done. It was, it was outmoded and still trying to compete with the shadow of what it once was. Right. Well, very good. Um, Crazy episode. Lots of tangents. Yeah, but, I mean, they all went somewhere, yeah. and we brought it all back together. Sure. It's pretty good, right? Sure. We're getting it down. Sure. Which is pretty cool. 
Um, Kyle, what did you think about the Team Challenge series? I don't have much to say. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, you have been listening to Cigars and Conversations with Derek St. Holmes Esquire. I am your co-host, Jay Gilke. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, And as usual, um, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. The crowd, the audience is always growing. Talk to us on social meds. That's what the kids say, I think, social meds. Uh, we're on Facebook and feel free to leave us questions. Um, anything you want. Always good to see people. Tell Always us good topics. talking to people. Tell us topics. Yeah. Give us some stuff. Not Dory Funk. Not Dory Funk. We did get a request for Bob Backlund. Okay. But that, I mean, I'll just read the book to you. <laughs> just sit there. The, uh, the Chapter one. Book. This is going to take a while. So. Very nice. All right. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>